0: Hello, Alex Zane here. Thank you for choosing to listen to Just The Facts. And while you can still enjoy these episodes forever, you might want to check out our brand new show, A Trip to the Movies, where each week a different famous film fan curates their perfect night out at the cinema, picking what snacks they'd eat, where they'd sit, who they'd go with, and of course, what movies they'd screen. If you love cinema as much as we do, search A Trip To The Movies with Alex Zane or head to our socials at TripToMoviesPod. That's at TripToMoviesPod to find out more.
1: In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
0: Yes, hello, I'm Alex Zane and welcome to Just The Facts, a conversation about the career and achievements of a different actor or filmmaker every week. And welcome to episode 23. How are you? Did you have a good Halloween? It was the weekend. Just gone as I'm recording this. That's kind of why I'm asking. I love Halloween. How was yours? What did you go as? I went as a zombie army cadet, which is fine. It was a good costume. I may have decided, however, it was my best costume ever. And I may have gone overboard with the number of posts and stories that I put up on Instagram of me in my costume as a zombie. Spamming. I believe it's called I was I was spamming people with my photos and maybe lost a few followers as a result I'm just a bit all or nothing with Instagram like weeks will go by and I'll be like oh no I haven't posted something and then suddenly zombie Look, how, look, how, look at me. I'm a zombie. Look at me there. Look at me. It's a different zombie pose. It's, it looks similar to the last photo. Yes, but it's slightly different. No, I like this one more. I'll just add. Should I delete that one? I won't delete that one. I'll just add another one. Ooh, I'll add another. That went on quite a bit on Friday and Saturday. And there you go. So if you do follow my personal Instagram, apologies. This isn't the JTF pod Instagram. That is professionally run because I'm not allowed to touch it. I am allowed. I could if I wanted. It's just best that I don't, as was just proved. Anyway, I hope you had a good Halloween. Right. That is the past. Let's talk about the future. An exciting episode 23 coming your way. Chatting today all the way from Los Angeles with the wonderful Wallace Day, whose new movie came out about four weeks ago here in the UK, available on Amazon Prime sci-fi blockbuster. Infinite, in which she stars alongside Mark Wahlberg and Chiwetel Ejiofor. We talked a lot about what it was like working on her biggest movie to date under the brilliant director Antoine Fuqua. We also talked about what it was like taking over Ruby Rose's character in the DC series Batwoman. And we talked about how she began her career when she first decided to break into acting as a child She was faced with a very big decision, a really big decision. And we talk a lot about that. I'm not going to spoil it here, but that is coming up in our chat, which will be here in about 30 seconds time. In the meantime, uh, a little bit of housekeeping. As always, if you want to get in touch... With us here at JTF Pod, we are at JTF Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And also, if you would like to watch this interview with Wallace in full, it will be arriving on our YouTube channel this Friday. So you can subscribe to us on YouTube where we are JTF Pod to watch the full interview. Then we get to see Wallace's dog and we get to see the face uh, someone makes when they realize there is a spider edging ever closer to them. ...during the interview. You will hear about that here... But should you wish to see Wallace's face during that exchange, then you'll have to watch the video when it comes out on YouTube on Friday. (laughs) That's about it, really, from me today. Other than to say, if you do enjoy the interview, please take the time to give us a little rating or review. It is massively appreciated and really helpful on Apple, Spotify or wherever you get your pods. Let's get this started then. Please welcome to Just The Facts, the brilliant Wallace Day. so yeah it is it's a british accent in your ears right now how's that
2: it's amazing
0: (laughs) yeah good good i I mean do you you, there's a lot of brits you're in l.a now right
2: yeah yeah there are a lot of brits it's just like do you know what it is is there are definitely lots of brits here but it's like just your everyday today thing like grabbing coffee or like in the supermarket Just you need to change your dialogue for people to understand you here. So it's nice to just be able to speak freely.
0: You've been there a while, though, now, right? I mean, like, how long has it been for you in
2: L.A.? Yeah, I I, I moved here in 2016. So I guess coming up to six years.
0: Do you like it, though, like overall, apart from obviously, you know, the familiarity of a, a, a British accent every so often and that sort of British sensibility? I mean, do you like it as a place to call home? You do call it home, right?
2: I actually don't call it home. Home for me is wherever my like like my mom and dad are. Mm. And I love, I love England so much. I love London so much. So I think it would, it wouldn't feel right for me to call L.A. home right now. I mean, that could change in the future, but right now, no. Um, but yeah, I, 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 do like it here. I, I, yeah, I wish I could just scoop up my loved ones and bring them here. <laughs>
0: hey i mean that could happen eventually i mean la is an attractive prospect to a a lot of british people, especially what it's 10 50 10 10, just coming up to 10 20 in the morning there is the sun shining yes Mm -hmm. yeah because i can tell you right now it's been it's been not raining it's an autumn it's an autumnal night here in london it has been drizzling for about four hours So, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, you miss the you miss drizzle, yeah. Uh, the LA
2: do doesn't what? really do drizzle. <laughs> I, I I do miss seasons because this, there's not really seasons here, so I, I do miss that. Mm. But do I miss the depth of winter?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: so it's your
0: morning now. Have you have you been up long? Are you a morning person? Because I mean, obviously, this is this is sort of mid morning. Have you been? Do you have a busy morning, or is this like the first thing you're doing today?
2: This isn't the first thing I'm doing, but I, I'm more of a night owl. um I feel like the creative energy for me personally flows at night, which is <laughs> so annoying. But that's just the way it is. But I do get up super early here, um six or seven, because there's so much. The work day here starts so much earlier because of the UK. Hmm. So I have to be up early to address everything UK before I can even start the US day, if that makes sense.
0: Uh, wait, so hang on a sec. So you're picking up the tail end of the UK business day, like what, five or six is the mm-hmm. first thing you're doing with your morning.
2: I have to be working before 5pm UK time. Otherwise, then I waste a day. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, no, it, yeah. it does. I guess. I, huh. I
0: guess it's because I sort of... I mean, for wrong or for right, maybe it's because of the sort of shows that you're making at the moment, and then the film you've done recently. I sort of see you most of your work as being LA-based, so you know, not needing to sort of liaise with the UK as much.
2: It is mostly LA-based, but my main agents are in the UK, so okay. yeah, that's like a daily correspondence that needs to happen. And also, I I have a company um, that's in the UK as well that I have to oh Look, wow yeah oversee
0: <laughs> okay so and you you can't you can't delegate that this is this is coming from a complete control freak so I'm I'm terrible <laughs> at delegating I ha, I have to be all over everything so if that's the reason I, I can relate
2: yeah we, when it comes to business when it's not art like I have to yeah I have to oversee that you know I have to make sure shit gets done
0: <laughs> what can you tell me what the business is what is the business what is your business outside the 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 arts?
2: It's it's a food product, so it's called Plant Punk, and it's uh, a meat alternative. Oh
0: shit! I was going to swear. I don't know why I nearly stop myself swearing. I mean, you've oh, sworn three times. No, no, we can. Oh. And I always swear. Anyway, yeah, no, okay. shit, that's awesome. Because I was, I was going to bring this up. Actually, one of the reasons you must, uh, you must love LA, and genuinely, yeah. as a city, there's nowhere else where I've experienced this. Um, the vegan restaurants in Los Angeles are next level it kind of puzzles me in the current climate that we have yet to be able to mirror that here in the uk
2: yeah i feel you you know the uk actually isn't that far behind because i would say la and new york are probably the most ahead but then i'd say the uk yeah yeah Yeah.
0: yes yes yeah
2: oh
0: Uh, yeah no that's right yeah yeah yeah
2: i was wondering oh how come okay cool awesome that's so cool
0: Yeah, Um, and you are you are you are as well, obviously. Yeah. What um, What persuaded you, and when did you decide to become vegan?
2: I became vegan in 2017. Sorry, Mm -hmm. I've just got a huge spider. What the fuck?
0: I'd normally be like, "That's fine," but you're in the US, and I'm pretty sure some of them can kill you.
2: Yeah. It's it, I've I've never seen a spider in my house here in my life. Of course, the second I was doing this long <laughs> stuff. It's okay, my dog will probably have him. Um that's not very vegan. Everything's <laughs> vegan? <laughs> I'm like, come here, go get it. <laughs> hey, that's that's nature. That's
0: yeah, that's nature. That's the circle of life. You're right, yeah. <laughs>
2: uh, Okay. I became vegan in 2017 because my, um, my actions, uh, weren't lining, aligning with my morals. Mm. I love mm. animals. I've, I've never killed not even a spider or a fly in my life. Like I've always loved animals. Um, and suddenly it, I, I can't even remember exactly how, but I just, I was like, wait, I'm contributing to this torture. Like, and you know, like it is torture. Mm. And I was like, this this goes for absolutely everything I stand against, like universally with, with people, humans, animals, like anything. And mm. I was just like, wow, I've really been doing that for 23 years and or 22 years, I can't remember. But yeah, I, I, I remember it's, it literally was a light switch. As soon as I knew too much, I couldn't go back. And I, I changed overnight. And the more I educated myself, the more horrified I became and the more I had to tell other people in my life. Mm. And it's so
1: that's what
0: it's. Yeah. I mean, it is. And, and like, I watched, um, I watched for that Netflix documentary, what the health and, um, and it, I just, I was full, full disclosure. I was, I, I was on a hangover. So I was feeling pretty fragile and, and easily influenced.
2: They really did.
0: And so I watched that. And like, like you say, overnight, I was just like done with that. I'm not going to eat meat anymore. And, um, yeah.
2: yeah. But that's how horrifying it is. It, it, you can just change, you know, uh, patterns or habits that have been there for decades, mm. literally overnight. It's shocking.
0: Do you find Do you find it easy? I mean, in this day and age, to convince people, not I'm, I'm not saying you have to be militant about it, but when you sort of explain the uh, ideology that's convinced you to become vegan, are people quite receptive to that?
2: Definitely now, more than five years ago. Yeah. Mm. I also feel like most people are like flexitarians right now as well. So they kind of have like a meat-free Mondays or they also love these vegan restaurants. Um, we did a full uh, vegan Christmas dinner last year, me and my uh, my group, which are like family to me. And um, most of us are vegan and the non-vegans were fine with it, loved it. It's quite strange though. I, I was reading about, there was a little bit of... I don't
0: know if you call it a backlash, but for people who'd been vegans say like 10, 15 years ago, um, and once it became sort of very popular to be vegan, I think some people whose identity, let's say, was really based around being vegan sort of found like this loss of identity and the fact that loads more people were now vegan quite difficult to deal with. And people became quite militant. Um, I was, wasn't was going to use that word about what vegan actually means. And like, well, you ha- cannot wear leather. It can't just be diet-based. You can't wear
2: leather. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow, you really put me on the spot there. You were like... Sorry, that's a bit of... Okay, right. I do not wear that's a lie I do not buy leather Mm. and I try not to buy wool I don't buy you know suede I don't I actually only buy vegan clothes from now on but I will still use the clothes I bought before I went vegan like leather and yeah Mm.
3: Um,
2: and I do sometimes have like reclaimed leather or recycled wool like things like that but yeah, that's definitely seeped into like my fashion as well. I, I will not buy leather, which sucks because there's some really cool designs. <laughs> I just, I just, again, like when once you know too much, once you've educated yourself so much, I cannot buy that pair of combat boots without seeing the pros. I just can't. Mm. I wish I could, but I can't. So I have to compromise my style, unfortunately. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's, but yeah, I mean, for a Give for a, a group. Group.
2: like why it doesn't matter. Like, why would you hurt an animal for that? Do you know what I mean?
0: Mm. I feel like I put you on the spot with a lot of vegan questions, um, but I was interested. I'm genuinely interested. Let's no. look a, look, You don't I, mind.
2: Like I, said, I have a co- like, I have a company, so I'm used to <laughs> having these questions thrown at me. I,
0: I, I bet you are actually. So, what it's called? Pu- uh, plant punk.
2: Yeah, it's plant punk. We've been doing it for uh, ju- just under two years, but it's launching officially like very soon.
0: That's exciting. I think
2: we're going, I think next
0: month. <clears throat> And is it like sort of meat alternatives, you know, like you can get like Beyond Burgers, for example, or and, and such like?
2: It's exactly like that, yeah. So um, Zero Clucks is the chicken, Zero Catch is the fish, Zero Bull is the beef equivalent, so chili or burgers, uh, meatballs. And, um, yeah, my chef, Dave, is just so incredible at kind of coming up with these these recipes um Mm. and everyone involved is amazing so yeah we've been doing this for like two years now
0: what's been the hardest because you 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 do i mean you are we are trying to replicate like what the meat tastes like and i don't think there's a problem with that because you know there's nothing wrong with a burger that tastes like a burger that isn't um you know meat but what's been the hardest Mm. thing to try and get right
2: i think probably the texture Mm. yeah I've sampled so many oh my god the spider's moving <laughs> 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 it got there real quick um yeah I've sampled so this many is, this is this is so
0: scary I'm sort of waiting to see what's going to happen like is it getting closer or is it just moving away is it what i by the end of the interview is it going to be envisioned
2: <laughs> honestly I might have it in, I actually don't mind spiders I actually think they're quite cute I know that's weird I don't care um,
0: hmm? So who knows? He might be in my hand at the end of the <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, the texture. What do you yeah. think this is? I promise this is the final vegan question. <laughs> because, uh, look, we've got, I mean, we're, we've done a lot. And I, I want to talk about your acting, uh, weirdly <laughs> enough, because. Uh, but, you oh, know. yeah, the other
2: thing I do. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know,
0: they've started talking about how they're now in the future. I mean, not now, but I think in uh, the not too distant. future, They're going to be able to grow meat in labs so you know you're going to be able to grow a steak that is meat but didn't ever come from a cow what's your take on that is that are we are we then able to eat that because it didn't come from an animal is is that okay
2: personally i'm good um Mm. i'm i'm i will probably i can't speak for my future self but right now i'll probably stick with plants um You'll know about this, but it's it's not just you know um, the act of killing an animal. It's it's the uh, hormones that are pumped through the animal, even moments before it dies. It's the fear that's released into the organs, the muscles. Uh, it's the antibiotics it, it's grown up on, um, mm. all all that in my in my food, which will end up in my body. Like, listen, don't get me wrong. I'm not perfect, but I'm fine with not having that in my body. Mm. <laughs> I'm good.
0: <laughs> And I, I I think that's great. And I think it's worse in. Weirdly enough, you know, I I love America for a lot of reasons, but I do think it's worse in America. I once had a a steak at the house. This is years ago. The steak, a steak at the House of Blues chain, and I didn't finish it because it it was huge. It was like the size of a baby. And I, I left a tiny bit, and then I went back to my hotel room. Woke up at five in the morning from jet lag, and the first thing my brain did was go. I want that bit of steak that you didn't finish at the restaurant. And that is big. I've never had that before. And that's because it's so full of additives. My body was immediately craving what it just eat.
2: Yeah. It's shocking, isn't it? Mm. Well, I tell you when I went vegan, all my cravings dropped all Mm. of them But for anything. It was, it was really mad. And I, and I haven't had food poisoning since like, Thing. I don't have to worry
0: about any of that. <laughs> it's great. You're almost immortal. It's uh it's uh, though, do don't you? <laughs> you
2: do. Yeah, you and you feel
0: good. It is nice to feel good. Right, let's listen, let's park veganism right, for right, right, right. well one second. But but listen, I'm really excited. That's really exciting about your company. Um when did you say it launched here?
2: Uh I think it launched in November.
0: Amazing. I'll yeah, well, it was actually last
2: month, but we had to push it back a bit. So but yeah,
0: this year. Very cool. Very, very cool. Hey, so um acting. So um you, I think if if I'm right, I mean look, you know, I've done I've done a little bit of research, but you wanted to be an actor from an astonishingly young age, like one of the youngest ages. I think I've met someone who who at least had the the um inkling that acting was what they wanted to do. You were like six, five, even. Yeah, I
2: think I think I was I think I was five. Um, I was getting into trouble and my parents were like, hey, let's send her to stagecoach <laughs> um, to like what? get some energy out.
0: <laughs> what? Well, okay, two big questions there. First of all, what kind of trouble can a five-year-old get into?
2: Oh, I'm, like, I was getting expelled from schools and shit.
0: <laughs> At five years old?
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, how? <laughs> uh just like (laughs) just like i was just i like to just push boundaries i was just naughty i mean i can't really remember it's just stuff that my parents have told me but i just remember it just wasn't exciting enough for me so i would try and make it exciting and yeah just get into trouble
0: and so so they sent you to stage coach what's what's that
2: so my dad and i used to go and see um like a like the Nutcracker Suite or like Swan Lake every year. It was like our like posh tradition, which we weren't posh, but it was like a very posh thing that we did. And I loved it. I lived for it. And apparently when I was uh like maybe five, I the the composer came out at the end and everyone was clapping. And I like stood up and I was like, dad, I was like, is that Tchaikovsky? And everyone was like, (laughs) apparently the whole theatre like started laughing. (laughs) And I was like, no. But like, I just had this love for theatre and art and, you know, performance. And so they, I don't know how, but they were like, let's, let's put her into Stagecoach, which isn't a school. It's like a weekend school for singing, acting, Mm -hmm. dance, um and yeah it was just such a positive outlet for me energy wise that um yeah it just really helped in every other aspect of my life
0: and so that did it then so like all the uh, all the energy so was being... it, it helps okay
2: <laughs> and so
0: so that was your sort of like way into acting so what was the what was the first time you were on stage then or like I mean did you, did they put on productions did you get an actual experience of what it was like to to act as opposed to I guess train as an actor
2: Yeah, yeah, we did. We put on like little shows, little productions, um, but nothing, nothing serious. I I always wanted to do like proper shows, but my parents just had no idea how to, I guess, get me into like a theatre company. Mm. Like, I remember when I see pantomimes and shit every Christmas. Sorry. I swear so much. It's
0: fine.
2: I'm so sorry. It's um, fine. It's, uh,
0: it's a Brit. I imagine it doesn't go down as well in LA. They're funny about that. I've used certain words in front of LA uh, production teams and they have given me looks like that word is not okay in this country.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah. I've also had the same. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> that's why I'm so used to filtering in in London. I'm just like, rawr, rawr, you know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah anyway so it, it was it, I wanted to just like perform and they didn't know how to do that for me so I guess just like being a part of a theater group like stagecoach um it kind of allowed me to you know to have that
0: so you studied this is for sort of like into your teenage years and then then I think you sort of you, you did do some modeling at quite a young age as well like another another a young age to be doing something like modeling it's like 13 or something
2: so many expulsions later um, so you, you were still getting
0: expelled from school so like even though like even though you were doing your actual exp- <coughs> weekend you were still within the let's say the confines of the, of academia you were still not like enjoying that part of the education process
2: that's a really great great way to put it <laughs> it, it, it was like it, it was the confinements of academia. And it was like, I, I, I think it's different in schools now. Um, I don't really have anyone in my life who—who who is a high school age, unfortunately to tell, but I think it's different from what I've heard. But I just, when I was in school, I can't believe I'm saying this, but nearly 10 years ago, it, like it, it was just so stamped. It was just stomped out of you. Like there was just no space for creativity to be taken seriously. Like even GCSEs, I remember a teacher said to me, you can't choose music, drama um, and art. Mm -hmm. They they were like, you need to do serious subjects. And I was just like, but these are genuinely the things that I'm best at or the things that I enjoy the most. And it's just like, how can you look at those subjects and be like, no, like they're not good enough. Like Mm. you're never going to get a proper job. What's a proper job? Working in an office (laughs) nine to five for some billionaire. I'm good, Mm. I'm I'm good. (laughs) But yeah, anyway, so that that just didn't, it never, my mind just never um, became aligned with academia. And the older I got, the more hungry I got to act and to fulfill that. And the more confined I felt, I couldn't believe that. Obviously you feel like an adult at 15, 16.
3: Mm.
2: I couldn't believe that people were trying to tell me no, that I couldn't, that I couldn't do it, you know? Um, So yeah, I started modeling. That's interesting. Do you think that's also
0: because, I mean, this isn't a hard and fast rule and I do think it's changing (laughs) as well, but also, Acting, especially in the UK, and especially to reach the the higher echelons of the acting world, uh, a lot of our biggest stars do come from families that, if they weren't actors or directors themselves, do have quite good connections within the film and TV industry. So, you know, not to say your teachers were right because no one wants creativity stamped out, but yeah. perhaps they were being realists about it in terms of well who have you got fighting your corner
2: yeah a hundred percent and I think when you're 15 16 you're unstoppable in that sense and it's like oh that doesn't matter but actually actually the reality is your life is very different if your family are in you know film or tv um mm. or any kind of uh, entertainment industry fashion whatever it, it the reality is that it is different and it is um, I don't want to say easier, but a lot of my friends that have grown up in those kind of families, I, I think uh, their journey's been a bit smoother. Um, so yeah, maybe they were being realists. <laughs> so you, you like
0: <laughs> I, I mentioned, so you were doing modelling, uh, but you were doing modelling to save up to be to get into drama school.
2: Yeah, I w- you know I wanted an acting agent, and I didn't know how to get one, and I knew they were really similar industries. I also wanted to go to drama school and. My parents, bless them, they couldn't. They just couldn't afford to to send me to um, acting camp in summer, which I used to go to. And oh God, um, I, I remember once I wanted to go so bad, and I didn't really understand the concept of money. And I got my mum's card, and I went, and I and I put it through on her card. I must have been like fourteen. Yeah, I just didn't understand, and I just it makes me really emotional I just remember she was so broken-hearted when she realized that she couldn't get her money back and and I didn't understand why she was so upset but like she genuinely couldn't afford it and I was just like oh maybe I was 13 because it was before I was modeling and I was just like I need to do this for myself then like I needed to and a few people had said it to me and I hadn't really believed it because at 13 you don't feel great about yourself let's be honest (laughs) um (laughs) and uh, yeah i just like i had photos of me and my friends on my walls and i took them down i circled my face and i googled like best <laughs> modeling agency or whatever in london and it came up with models one and i just posted them the pictures That's amazing i mean
0: that's that's amazing because it's it's that drive which I, you know I, I i don't want to generalize but you know i think for a lot of people who haven't had a uh, the easy access into the industry. I, it's amazing to hear stories of, uh, of of the lengths people have gone to, to actually make it work for themselves. Like, like that, like, like sending off photos of you and your friends circling your face to a model agency. Cause look, this is This is a way in for me.
2: You're, you're right. And and I was the youngest in the agency for years, maybe three or four years. Um, But yeah, that Friday I got a call and they were like, come down. I was like, oh shit okay so from then on in I was I'd be shooting on a Tuesday and then the next and I'd go to some Vogue party that night with some photographer or whatever I'd met the shoot and then Wednesday morning I'd be like this in a French lesson trying to keep my eyes open from the night yeah because I'd got the 6am bus (laughs) back to Cheltenham which is where I was living at the time and I'd be having to turn up to a science lesson fucked up with a hangover (laughs) Wow. It became it, like a like I remember my my head of year called me Hannah Montana because it did become like a very <laughs> true life thing.
0: <laughs> so 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 take me through the journey from that into act, acting because you did then, then get into drama school. You went to Sylvia Young, yeah. First first of all, that was that was the, that was the first drama school you went to, and then yeah. uh, off the back of that. You sort. Of, you leave and you book yeah. your first job in in TV.
2: Yeah, that is what happened. I was still at Sylvia's. I'd made most of my best friends from that school, which was amazing because I hadn't really known anyone in London before. Um, so I had my friendship group, and I'd managed to get myself an agent. And yeah, I, I booked my first job.
0: Was it? Was it? Was it? Is it nice being at drama school? I always wonder. I've never been, and I imagine it. On the one hand, it's sort of i think from the outside looking in it's kind of like wow that must be great because you are doing a passion (laughs) something you love you're surrounded by people who have the same passion but at the same time we kind of like well are are we going to be in competition with each other later in life Um, am i going to be constantly comparing myself to how good the best person in the class is because it's you know we're all trying to do the same thing
2: for me personally, it just became a really safe space. Um, I'd never had the kind of green light, go ahead to indulge in performing and art until I got to drama school. Mm. Um, and my friends had never been, my friends from high school are amazing. I'm, I'm still friends with them, but, but they had just never been like the thespians that I met at Art Ed, you know? So mm. that, w- that was amazing to really, just to just feel like normal, I guess. I don't know, like, yeah, I can imagine,
0: you know, you probably got some funny looks from your classmates in school rolling in from a Vogue party at 6 a.m. I think there, there, may, there may have been a detachment <laughs> at, at, at school that probably was no longer there when you get to drama school. So yeah. you did. So the first job you booked, and correct me if I'm wrong, was that uh, stalwart of British television, Hollyoaks, um, which I believe has been running now for 25 years years which is kind of incredible
2: yeah yeah it is i mean i did it for six months
0: i got I so much it.
2: experience out of it and you then were I did. In, you were in and
0: out i mean like some people have been on there for literally 25 years um but you yeah. were, it was was it a big moment though getting it in the first place did you think this is like to book your first job was was it special
2: it, it was hugely special yeah it was uh, it was just it, you know what it was the first um confirmation I had had that I wasn't crazy and that I could actually be a working actor you know because up until that point it had been this dream it mm. wasn't real and I had booked some commercials yeah but that was kind of through modeling. And it was that first, like, oh, f- fuck, it was a bookmark moment, you know. Um, I suddenly felt the room just get so small around me. I think I was in the studio and I, had, I ran out and I ran into Hyde Park because I needed, I had, my aura was, like, huge. I just needed all that space. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I just, I couldn't stop crying. It was very <laughs> cute. <laughs>
0: It it must have been. It it must have been a a massive moment. Now, I know I think you may have spoken about this before, but I just want to get my timelines completely right, just because I I get fascinated by timelines. So you obviously, in around 2012, there was the opportunity uh, for you to compete in the Summer Olympics, which is, as a statement, is just an amazing thing to say out loud. I'm right, aren't I?
2: You are correct. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so this was swimming. You are you are on top of everything else. Um, a, 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 an incredible swimmer.
2: <laughs> on top of everything else, there's not much, Alex.
0: <laughs> a vegan company, <laughs>
2: acting, and
0: you could have been in the Olympics. It's pretty. It's pretty good going.
2: <laughs> You're very kind. Thank you.
0: <laughs> so so seriously, so are you a good swimmer? Because uh, I uh, I I climbed out of the pool during my 25 meter swimming exam because I thought there was a shark in it. Um, so that's where I got with <laughs> my swimming.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, I can, I can hold a stroke.
0: <laughs> mm. So, what were you going to actually compete in? What was the, what was the, the? Is it a discipline? Do you call it a discipline? I don't know that much about sport in general, let alone swimming. Let's go with discipline.
2: Okay. Um, yeah, it was, it, it was, it was a lot. It was five hours a day every day. It was before mm. school, after school. Um, I think it was something like forty. 40 just under 40 hours a week or something
0: mm.
2: um and my stroke was fly like butterfly the one. That's
0: oh it. yeah the ridiculous one
2: yeah I, I loved it I think I loved it because no one else could really do it so it made me feel better than I was because <laughs> honestly <laughs> I, but yeah I loved it because it was a commitment I had good friends there it was you know structure I love being in water but it got to a point where the stress of, uh, being, you know, the cusp of being a teenager, the stress of that and the galas every weekend, the competing, it it just, I took it very seriously and I am very competitive as a person. I always have been. And I, I almost became like, I guess, punishing myself when I wasn't living up to my expectations. Mm. So my mental health, I, I had to step back, um, and yeah, and acting was becoming a lot more prominent in my life. And I realized that I I had love for something else as well that was developing in a really natural way.
1: This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.
0: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. Decision though, I mean, because on paper, it, was it was it Hollyoaks or Olympics? Because that no. no, okay, it was just generally acting <clears throat> or swimming.
2: You know what? It was never even. I think I say lots like it was a choice between A or B. It it really wasn't. Uh, it, it the swimming had come just before that decision had come just before, but it was it. I still say to this day, apart from leaving home, um, when I left home that is probably one of the hardest decisions I've ever made because it's such a, it's such a thing where it's so time sensitive. It's like you've put in, I don't know, let's just say 10,000 hours. And it's like, if you take a day off swimming, it takes a week to catch up. If you take a week off, it takes a month to catch up. Like it really does. Wow. And I was falling out of love with it, but I wasn't, but I kind of, was, I was falling out of love with the, the, um, the competitive and the stress of the the Olympics. Mm and i and i kind of like took a few sessions off and i just remember like the reality of it sinking in of it being more and more time lost like there was only i only had a small window of time where i would be able to really pull it back and still make the games and you know there's a lot it's not just you as a swimmer it's your coach it's your team like there's a lot of people involved in that from a really early age and you don't want to let anyone down but yeah, it was just, it was a really hard decision. I think because it was so time sensitive. Mm. Um, yeah, I still think about it sometimes.
0: <laughs> I was going to say you did, did look a little bit, I'm sort of wistful then, is it? I, like No, because big dis- there is that thing of big decisions, isn't there, where you sometimes, you know, you regret isn't ever the right word, because I think that's quite a negative way of looking at it. But there were points in your life where you have been forced to make a big decision where sometimes you do look back and go, was it the right decision to make?
2: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Did you watch the Olympics? And did you watch the race you would have competed in? I didn't watch the race I would have competed in, in person. I couldn't do that. But I did watch it, yeah. But I was there in person for the rest of the swimming. Okay. Yeah, was, I, my, my friends were like, it was amazing to see them
0: and just because this is what I do because I'm a bit weird like did you look at the time that the winner in your uh, event got and would you have beaten them
2: (laughs) um I didn't I didn't do that it's the thing is when you get down to that point you're talking about fractions of a second right so it's very hard to say but my fastest time I had done because I quit a year before the Olympics like uh, you know but my fastest time was faster than the slowest person in the race. So a, a, a year before, so it's not to say I would have win, but I definitely wouldn't have lost.
0: <laughs> cool. So you go for acting. That's great. You, mm-hmm. uh, uh, on paper, again, it looks like work's coming in. Yeah. You uh, part Jekyll and Hyde, TV movie cast all oh. over, and then you go back to study acting again, like which seems like a strange decision again, from my perspective, yeah. <laughs> because once once the ball starts rolling, you know, it's like, well, we've got momentum now. Why would you then go back and, and, and restudy acting at, I think it was uh, Art's Ed you went to second this time.
2: Uh, I just felt like I still had a lot to learn with acting. Um, I feel like you can never learn everything. Um, and, uh, like, I feel like I've always been a student of the universe where I love knowledge, I love learning, whether it's a language and art. Anything, um, but for me, it felt for some reason it just felt like the right time to go back to drama school. Mm. I, I wanted to trans, I wanted to have a really smooth transition from a child actor to an adult actor. And for me, being seventeen in Hollyoaks or uh, the Amazon um, Catanova, I didn't, I still didn't feel like I was the adult actor that I wanted wanted to be. So mm. yeah, I went back to school. I took a year off and went back.
0: And how how was that? Did you come out of that feeling like you had a much greater understanding of the direction you wanted your career to move in from that point onwards?
2: I got expelled, Alex. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> expelled from every school I went to. <laughs> so yeah, fit me in the ass. <laughs> I mean,
0: listen. I do know. I do know that. But it would be wrong for me to just bring that up. Oh, if you you might you might have decided I don't want to say that anymore in interviews that I got expelled. But yeah, I know you got expelled.
2: Yeah. I mean, I'm not proud of it, but it's just the truth, is it? What else am I supposed to say?
0: Yeah, no, that, that's true. So you got expelled, but you got expelled because you weren't allowed to be there because you were you had an agent and you were working, and there are there are certain rules and like, and and you 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 broke. You broke them rules.
2: I, I, I did break them. They said to me in the audition process, um, hey, we found out that you're right by UTA. Um, you're going to need to drop that agent. And I was like... So mm. I was like, okay, yeah, sure, I'll do it. Like, you got me kind of thing. And then... Um, And I I didn't, I kept going to auditions. Um, I was cheating on them, essentially. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I was, I was pulling up to school. I was doing the Shakespeare monologues, you know, I was doing all that. But I was sneaking off to auditions as well, uh, at lunchtime or whatever. And I booked a job and I tried to keep both. I was, I was, (laughs) I was filming. Um, I let a few teachers know and they would bless them. They would come in on the weekends and help me catch up. Like I really, really did try and keep my place there, but six weeks before graduation, um, the board of education just turned around and was just like, "We f- like we found out and like no, so I could not graduate." So, so was it because you hadn't
0: attend, you hadn't attended enough lessons, or was it genuinely like, "Look, this is just – because t- I don't know, man. It seems kind of crazy to go. We're training actors here to uh, to go out into the world and be actors. Uh, you're acting, you're fired. Uh, get out of the school." Right. It's, it's a-
2: it's weird, huh? Tell me about it. I know. It's, it's so fucked up. Um, it, it was my attendance. Um, I think I'd missed like 11, 11 classes that week or something. I, I, like, it was just a really busy week at work for me. And they were just like, your attendance has just dropped below what it can be. Mm. And, and I felt oh, awful. Right. So many teachers, my head of year, etc., had like really given up their weekends or their evenings to study with me. Um, but hey I was actually working and you know what section I was missing out on was the film and TV section and I was like no Yo. <laughs> <laughs> you just can't learn life experience so it was just so counterproductive for me to whatever anyway yeah Again,
0: I, I, I can relate. I was doing a media and communications course at Goldsmiths College in London, and I got my first job on MTV. And I was like, well, I'm here to work in TV, and I've just got a job at MTV. And in fairness, they were they were like, well, you cannot do both. But they were pretty good about it. They went, yeah, ah. get, get get the fuck out of here, kiddo. Go do it. And I was like, thank you very much. I, I will do. Can I later on come back for an honorary degree? Uh, that has yet to be confirmed. So. <laughs>
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like you could actually, and I do feel like I could probably finish my degree at, at Art Set at some point. My uh, my roommate here, Ella, she's an actress. She's an actress as well. Um, she had to finish her drama school early because she started doing uh, Charlie's Angels, that that movie, mm. um, and they let her graduate later. So maybe we could.
0: I mean, maybe you know. But I, I think that's the thing. Yeah,
2: I
3: think
0: that's the thing. Because ultimately, you know, a lot of these things, that, you know, they're training you to do the job. That if you've already got there, you know, I, I, I've got. I, who am I to undermine the whole notion of going to drama school? I'm, sh- or you know, studying anything. But I do think sometimes, if you know, lightning strikes at the right time, you should pursue it. And uh, and um, and that's what you did. So now this is the period in your career where. The Royals, this is where American TV comes calling. So we, we've got the Royals, like e, e Channel's first ever scripted show. Are you in LA at this point auditioning for these? Because I know the Royals was filmed in the UK, but this is this you were still in the UK at this point.
2: Yeah, I was still in the UK. Yeah, I was just off the back of Jekyll and Hyde. Um, I had gone to LA for pilot season that mm. year. Um, I hadn't been very successful as you know, sometimes as, as actors, we're not. Pilot season sounds
0: uh, terrifying. It's, 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 it's such, it's basically going around from audition to audition, basically going hello and be, and meeting companies for the first time as an unknown uh, a lot of the time and seeing whether, you know, you get a bite, right? That's pilot season.
2: Yeah. It, it, it's brutal. You walk into a room, Oh, you walk into a room and There's 30 people who look just like you, but who actually are American and have visas and have a natural accent and who aren't jet lagged going in for the same thing. And you're like, why am I here? Why am I here?
0: And also probably have done it before and know the system. I, I guess it's yeah. that the, the part of the nerves come from, you know, not just being an alien in another country, but also not understanding how it works. Like people going, you understand how this works, right? You stand here, you deliver that, you look that way, then we'll do that. And sometimes no one explains shit to
2: you. So you're just like, sorry, what happens next? 100%. The system here is so different. But even the inflections of words, like the pronunciation, privacy, they say pri- privacy. They say privacy. So it's like I would go in and be like, privacy or, or whatever, and just not articulate certain words right and just stick out like a sore thumb. You know, it's really hard. But yeah, yeah it's brutal pilot season. So I didn't get lucky. Shock horror.
0: <laughs> but then the Royals yeah. came along separately, then. That was, or someone saw you at pilot season, or there was a tape. Well, how did this come about? This is, this is Elizabeth Hurley's show. She <laughs> created it
2: yeah yeah it's Lizard's show um she you know what I had gone back to the UK and I was auditioning for shows uh, based in England so the Royals um and I had gone up for this this role I had long blonde hair and I was told that uh they'd given the role to someone else uh after a week or so I was like okay this sucks but whatever and I had gone back to LA. I'm not sure why, but I had gone back to LA at that point. And I had a moment of, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna change my look and I'd cut all my hair off. So it was basically like this, which is mm. short and white. Um, and of course, lo and behold, <laughs> the day I fucking cut it off, <laughs> my agent calls me and is like, Hey, uh <laughs> the royals want you for a different role. And I was like, you have to be kidding me. He was like, no, 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 why? What's happened? And I was like, uh, I've cut my hair off. And he was like, well, how much? And I was like, it's, it's on the flakes It's all off. And he was like, oh, like, I don't know. I was in so much trouble. And so I sent him a picture. He sent it to the showrunner, Mark. Um, and Mark was like, we love it. Yeah, we want that. And crazily enough, I had had two other auditions that week. Crazily enough, I booked all three jobs that week. And I hadn't worked for eight months. So
0: you're like the opposite of Samson. Like you cut your hair and everything works out.
2: I must have just gone in with just like a new energy or maybe people. It was was at a time where people didn't really have short hair in this industry that much, especially for women. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: I don't know what it was. Um, But yeah, I booked all three. Krypton was one of them. Um and then this ABC show uh Star Quest Lovers was another. I had to turn that down because I could I couldn't do all three of them, but I did I did two of them, yeah. It was mad. I my team were about to fire me for cutting my hair and then they were like, Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was in so much trouble. I was in so much trouble.
0: <laughs> do you I mean look, I I you know can you, can you qualify it in some way? Like, was there something, was like the act of, of cutting your hair, like, did it give you some sort of like, I I, like new attitude, not because you had short hair, but because you had reached a, a kind of fuck you point in, in terms of like, I'm going to stop trying to be, I I, I don't know, an English rose, let's say, for example, you know, and and I'm going to just do me. And that, that is, that's what powered you through and 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 suddenly everything worked out
2: yeah I think just switching it up like I've been in this box of I've had long blonde hair literally since I'd started since I was 13 since I started modeling um and yeah I've been put in this box that well to be honest my personality never fitted into but it got me jobs so there I was but I'd just grown, like I had just grown up and it, no that haircut no longer or the hairstyle no longer served um, my personality. So I think when I kind of brought that up to speed, i I really started to like shine from the inside out, let's just say.
0: For uh, lack of a better
2: uh, word.
0: Is it different then now? Because like you know, Krypton, obviously Batwoman, um you know, the, the uh, Infinite. We're going to talk about all of them in a little more depth, but it feels like things are working out for you in America and, like, perhaps that your... How to put this? Your sensibilities as an actor and, and your vibe as an actor is perhaps something that gels well with American networks, American productions. Is that fair or is it just a, a matter of where you are in your career?
2: It is fair and um strangely enough I've always wanted to be in London in England as much as I can and I I love British shows and I love I love the people in the British entertainment industry like the casting directs like I get on with so well you know the producers I think they're all incredible I just I just seem to work better in the States like it's genuinely no shade like it's just I feel like the parts are closer to who, like the direction I want to go as an actor. Um, the productions are just on a different scale, which which I prefer. I, I can really be in as an actor. Um, the only L is that I'm not with, you know, close to home or with my friends and family, but like that's a sacrifice right now I'm willing, I'm willing to make for my job. So, but yeah, I, 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 the last five years, it's all been American movies or shows. It's it's pretty
0: pretty mad and you got to play in the dc playpen uh first of all with uh david s Goya, uh who obviously created krypton i mean there's a guy who knows his superheroes blade blade 2 batman begins those are th- three great movies to have on anyone's cv
2: yeah 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 i feel very fortunate um David's such a legend. Actually, he was. We were going to potentially work together last year as well on Sandman, that new Netflix show that just yeah. came out. I think this week. Um, he's an absolute pleasure. Such a joy to work with. Um, didn't work out,
0: but yeah. Oh, that's a shame. That would have been. I, I mean, I've not I've yet to watch it, but obviously Neil Gaiman's a freaking legend. That's a shame that didn't work out.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I, I had to choose. Um, it, it, jobs are like this. You always have to choose. Like, I'm not saying that I had an offer from Samuel. and I didn't, but um, I I was being seen uh, numerous times for it. And it just got to a point where I had to sign. I had a movie on the table. I had that woman on the table. And I just had to, they both needed a decision. So I had to sign contracts, you know, or turn them both down and and screen test for, yeah, I don't know. It's hard, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Well,
0: it, it is. I mean, I, I don't know which way I'd have gone with that. I think you made the right decision. Um, but then I haven't seen Sandman. So I, I don't know. I'm mean, You're not asking me, so I don't know why I'm even answering this question. But...
2: <laughs> no, but you're, you're right too, because it is so hard to know what the quote-unquote right decision is at the time. And obviously in hindsight, you look back at things and you're like, okay, maybe that would have been better for me at that time. But like... Mm you know in the moment all you have to go on is what you know and sandman was just a script at that at that moment in time and so was that other movie um and you know batwoman uh wasn't so yeah so with batwoman
0: then uh, and and krypton as well but but batwoman i mean you're dipping your toe into an arena that has a a, a, a voracious uh, fan base did you find there was a sea change in Attention, let's say on you once you entered these worlds.
2: Yeah, hundred percent. In
0: a in a nice way, because I, I mean, what comes with that is people going, you know, hey, uh, you're in, in Batwoman, and you this is sort of my playpen that you're entering. So I guess there's a sort of weird power dynamic between fan and star on shows like that.
2: Yeah, I I felt really, really fortunate because um, when I was up for it last year, there was circulation and support online for me to kind of, you know, replace Ruby then. Um, And at that time, it didn't, it just didn't swing that way. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, when Caroline, the showrunner kind of uh, came back around a few months later, it, it just something about it felt right, and I feel so fortunate because it was like the fans uh, almost had fan cast me like they kind of got there. Oh, yeah, um, so I actually it, I was fortunate enough to not. I mean, don't no get me wrong, I didn't draw through you no know, Twitter, and maybe there was negative <laughs> stuff. I have no idea. Um, but it, overall, it was it was quite overwhelming, like the amount of support that I had. So I was I was really really grateful and blown away by that.
0: Is it fun? Is it fun being in a, a show like that? Because from the outside looking in, it looks like a, a fun thing to be involved in.
2: Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> yeah, it, it's amazing. You know, uh, I, the like cast are amazing. Everyone involved in that show is amazing. Um, and I just felt so welcomed unanimously. As soon as I got there, I just felt so fortunate that this kind of worked out in the way that it did. Don't get me wrong, the night shoots are long. Like, it, it's, a, it's a long shoot. Um, and as you know, we're filming, it's 17, you know, plus hours a day. So, yeah, it, it, it was long, but honestly, it was just incredible. Like, the stunts, the storyline, like, I, I loved it. I loved every second of being on that show.
0: And I think, I didn't Ruby herself, uh, she was very complimentary about you, your, your casting as uh, her replacement, as her character? Yeah. That's got to be nice as well. Just like to sort of <laughs> dot, dot the final i, I guess.
2: Yeah, it was weird actually because I had uh, congratulated her when she when she got it. <laughs> it was weird. <laughs> um, you know, I, I'd I'd messaged her and congratulated her and wished her luck with the season premiere. Um, so when she was, you know, a year later, congratulating me, it it did feel kind of weird, but it. it it was great to kind of have that support um from her as well. So yeah.
0: Now the movie that only just came out here in the UK, you've be you've probably been waiting for this movie to come out for fucking ages. How long ago? <laughs> how long ago did you actually shoot Infinite? Because it's, it's it came out about two just over two weeks ago in the UK, but you shot it
2: when? We shot it in 2019 pre-pandemic it was meant to come out seven months after we finished shooting it um but then yeah COVID had just started happening at that time and then it ran through into 2020 and then it ran through into 2021 and uh yeah the movie ended up getting released so much later which is so annoying but it was nice to watch it though because I couldn't remember what I'd done (laughs) (laughs) I was like watching it for the first time myself (laughs) I'd be in the studio for it here in LA and I'd be like oh yeah just play just play like the last few scenes back again (laughs) so where did you
0: watch it did you watch it did you what did did they do a screening out there for you or did you watch it on, on on at home
2: this sounds really unglamorous i was i was actually trying to get mark to do a screening um without like asking him i was trying to do it in a really like <laughs> really subtle way but he didn't bite um but yeah we <laughs> we just had a screening uh me and my friends uh here in LA uh in my house which was just you know it was the height of covid this of the delta variant this year so mm. That we couldn't do a screening, nowhere was open, cinemas were still closed. Um, so yeah, it, it definitely did just straight up, it did suck in that sense. You know, I wanted to see the cast and we wanted to celebrate together. And you know, as an individual actor, like we had so much planned for that premiere, it would have been my first like proper, yeah, you know, big, cool <laughs> premiere. Um, no,
0: right. It, I, I yeah. can imagine that sucks. So the Mark so wait, it's it's the Mark Wahlberg of the movie that we're talking about. You were trying to convince Mark Wahlberg to put a screening on.
2: Yeah, I messaged. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but didn't didn't happen. I've I've only seen it once actually since we wrapped that that movie. Um because yeah, COVID. We haven't been able to see anyone. But yeah.
0: It's a great cast. I mean, yourself, Mark Wahlberg, uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor, Toby Jones is in there. It's. Yeah. Um, I think for me as a viewer as well, it's that thing. So I, I, you know, I have a very, i I'm lucky enough to have a very nice TV because I spend most of my life watching movies and or TV. <laughs> it's an um,
2: investment.
0: It's it's an investment. It is. It's work. It's research. It's probably tax deductible. I haven't checked that. But the point <laughs> is that it's the kind of movie that just, uh, of all the movies I've seen sort of that have been released to strewing platforms, you sort of go, this belongs on the big screen because it's so, the action is so big. Yeah, you know.
2: yeah it, it definitely did belong in the cinema. It, you know, I, I might get in trouble for saying this, but, you know, it was a unanimous feeling amongst all of us. It was such a shame it didn't go into theatre um, because it, it was made, you know, for cinema. It, and Anton Foucault is such oh my gosh, such an incredibly uh, talented, um, intuitive director that mm. he really does make movies to be to be seen in a movie theatre. And and it doesn't matter what, no disrespect to you, Alex, it doesn't matter what TV you have, it's just not the same experience, is it? It never
0: is, no. <laughs>
2: Especially not on a movie of
0: this scale. I mean, some of the action in it is out there. And isn't Antoine Fuqua such a freaking lovely guy?
2: Yeah, yeah, he's he's amazing. He uh he saw me straight away for his next uh film, Bullet Train, uh the Brad Pitt one, which is awesome. I, it didn't again, it didn't go my way, unfortunately, but um he he seems like a very uh, once he likes you, you're kind of in his life, I guess. And mm. the words of affirmation he gave me throughout that whole project, because you know, you're like I was playing with big actors in that in that project, and it can be I guess it I guess it can be quite intimidating obviously it's your job to not let that show but just to have those words of affirmation the words that he said to me uh on set off set as a director it just you know it's really yeah it's it's just really incredible as an actor to to have that from someone that you respect so much
0: yeah, I bet, I bet, because like you said, I mean, you've got some scenes with uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor, uh, you know, which is, I mean, it's one of the greatest
2: of our right? time. Yeah, he's an absolute magician. He's he's the person I stayed the closest with on that set, and he he's just such an artist. Honestly, I tr- I treasure all my time with him. Yeah, I, I, as corny I, as, as that sounds, I really no. Do. No, he made them.
0: Um, he made to, to use your ballet reference from earlier, he made playing with attack drones with his hands look beautiful.
2: <laughs> Alas, yeah, I know. But, but his method, man, it's so like, um, we all have kind of like our way our way ins as actors, but like he. Like, no one would say anything. It would never be addressed. They'd just play music at the top of the scene. And it would be, I don't know, let's just say something classical. Let's just say Tchaikovsky. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It would, like, you would just see him, like, sway with it. And it would, like, you would see the physical shift. I can only imagine what was happening mentally. But, like, you just see him shift from Chiwetel to whatever character he's playing. Mm -hmm. And it, 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 it the music stops and, and act and they call action and he, it, you're not act, you're not acting with cheita. Mm-hmm. you're there with the character. it's it's so easy to act with people like that. I love it. It's so easy. you don't have to do anything. You, you're just there with them. It's real. <laughs> obviously as someone who's so less experienced than Chita, it's like, you pick up all these incredible little habits and techniques and it's just like, and again, no shade on drama school, but the, this is just stuff that you just can't learn at drama. Like you just can't, you cannot learn it at drama school.
0: Oh, and also, uh, you got to do your Muay Thai. Uh, Muay Thai? I never know how to pronounce it because it's not a word I've said very often. Did I pull it off? Great. Um, the, the you, get, you get to have that. Uh, I don't even know if it was Muay Thai that you were using, but you get to have a kick-ass fight with Sophie, uh, Sophie Cookson in that as well, which looks like a, it was sort of like a hard work, to be honest.
2: You know what? We learned that on the day. <laughs> <They were> like, <laughs> yeah, it was proper. It was proper crazy. We, we were both fortunate to have stun doubles. Um but i really i really wanted to kind of do, do as much of it as possible um but i remember being quite pissed because they were like okay cool so we've got an hour so just whenever you guys have a have a moment in between takes come up and we're going to teach you this this fight scene and i was like and i said like you know this is i'm very passionate about my fight scenes and i said listen this is choreography that that we should really have days to to rehearse yeah. but you know on a film set you just don't have that luxury like everything is going so fast and sometimes you do on huge budget things you know, not that infinite wasn't a big budget. It, it, of course, it was, but like that's why I was shocked that we still weren't having that time. <laughs> but Sophie's great at stuff like that, honestly, and and it became very much like a dance between the two of us. So I feel very fortunate to have have had such a hardworking you know actor to fight against.
0: So to look at that, so that's like you just said, it's a, it's your biggest movie today. So when you are looking at scripts coming in now, and when you're thinking about where you want to go with your career uh in terms of what's next what what are you looking for is there is there like sort of one thing like like i want to do that
2: there's never been one thing in mind for me there's never been a goal uh in terms of like an actual character but there's definitely direction you know for me the first impression is the first impression you get obviously is from the writing is the script
3: mm-hmm. uh
2: and the the way i know that it's, it's the right script for me is if I can't stop turning the pages, you know, I, I can't, I have to hold my pee in because, you know, I have to stay dehydrated because I can't stop licking the, you know, pages and, or I want to write notes, like straight away on the character. Like I want to dissect it. I want to annotate it. Like for me, that's how I'm like, okay, this script is my kind of script. And, and for me, it's normally about, um, it's normally, uh, like psychological with uh, some action, like bear the things that I like. I love sinking my teeth into a multidimensional character, um, mm. that has some really cool, you know, that has a really strong motive behind her and just ends up having some really cool shit to do, you know?
0: So what is next? What are you to next? Are you, are you, are you lined up?
2: I wouldn't say I'm cool. I'm cool now. <laughs> of course I'm not, but, um, yeah, I have two projects in the pipeline, uh, which are really, really exciting. Um, One's a show, one's a movie. Um, and both are happening next year. So I just feel really fortunate. They're both completely different roles, but but in the same kind of genre, which is away from the sci-fi superhero genre, which is nice because as much as I love doing it, I feel like, you know, being involved in the Superman legacy, the Batman legacy, like I'm I feel like now's the right time unless unless it was like a movie. Um I feel like now is the right time to kind of, you know, go in a different direction for a minute.
0: That sounds great. That sounds good.
2: And now I do have two more questions.
0: First of all, what is your dog called? Because he has been wandering around the back of frame every so often. Who's that?
2: <laughs> this is Arlo. Oh, Arlo, you're man. not American. Sorry. I, in America, I have to say Arlo because otherwise they think it's A-L-O, that yoga company, Allo. But <laughs> this is Arlo. <laughs> Arlo. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: And he's we're back where we started with like having to change dialect <laughs> for country. Yeah, the
2: way I just said it so casually. This is Arlo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so there's Arlo. Uh, what's, is yeah. he, what, what is he? I can only make out uh, like his little head. He's sleeping. He's he's
2: so sleepy. Sorry, he's uh, right, a huh? Japanese Shiba Inu. <laughs> oh,
0: I've seen them. They, yeah. uh, the. Oh my gosh oh my gosh this
2: look is at Alex. that he's got a cough at the moment so oh no all right we'll put you down sorry
0: he's amazing that's uh that's uh my wicked <laughs> simon there so it's, oh you yeah. have a whippet? Mm, yeah simon yep oh, oh
3: my goodness
0: But Arlo, I have to say, there there are not many dogs that I would count as cute as Simon, obviously, because you'd be. But Arlo is is (laughs) definitely, definitely a cute dog. That's great. Hey, um, Wallace, it's been an absolute pleasure talking with you. Um, Thank you for your time and just good luck with everything. And I do find it, I did, I did find it amusing earlier where you said I stopped swimming because it was a bit competitive and you decided to go into Hollywood. That's, (laughs) that seems slightly insane, but I love it.
2: I know. And then I decided to go into the most competitive industry (laughs) probably in the world. I know. (laughs) Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row?
0: Um, well i look Um, forward to seeing you for your next project good luck with everything
2: thank you so much for your time alex it's been an absolute pleasure cheers hello alex zane here thank
0: you for choosing to listen to just the facts and while you can still enjoy these episodes forever you might want to check out our brand new show a trip to the movies where each week a different famous film fan curates their perfect night out at the cinema picking what snacks they'd eat where they'd sit who they'd go with and of course what movies they'd screen if you love cinema as much as we do search a trip to the movies with Alex Zane, or head to our socials at trip to movies pod that's at trip to movies pod to find out more